The following episode discusses self-harm, suicide, and potential domestic violence. This may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I should just say welcome to the show. So today we have our returning guest. You know her. You love her. Elaine, (laughs) a.k.a. Miss Elaneous. Good to have you with us, Elaine. Thanks for having me again. Hello to all my fans. Nice to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you for being here. And uh, tonight we also have a special guest joining us. She is our good friend. Uh, but she's new to the podcast, Amber, <laughs> a.k.a. I'll have to think of a nickname like miscellaneous for you, but welcome, Amber. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Amber. First-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, um, not to put you on the spot, but why don't you tell the listeners a little about yourself? Like, what do you want to know? Just like, hmm, Elaine, what do we want to know? <laughs> Not super exciting. Just like, <laughs> oh, I'm, well, Amber and I and Elaine all went to high school together. So that's mm-hmm. how we know one another. And Amber, you are into true crime. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> so the reason, so this case is going to be interesting because... Amber, you are familiar with the case we're talking about, but you're you're not like super um what is it? It's been a while, so mm-hmm. the details aren't super fresh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to um the prosecutors' episodes about it. Um mm-hmm. but then also too, I listen to it while I'm at work, so I don't totally focus on just the podcast, so I miss things. <laughs> ah, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Elaine has not looked into this case at all. So it'll be a great balance of, I'm just looking forward to the discussion about this one. So, yeah. What do you guys think? Should we dive into this? Yeah, let's get started. Okay, cool. So today we are going to be speaking about Ellen Ray Greenberg. Um, A lot of, a lot of podcasts, a lot of people have covered this case and it's very tragic and sad and insert any adjective here, but it's uh, let me show you. I always like to put a face with the name so you guys can see it, even though we're on audio. Okay. So this is Ellen Greenberg. Ellen was a 27 year old teacher. Um, And For the record, everyone, Elaine is also a teacher, and Ellen was a uh, first grade teacher, and she lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, She was engaged to her fiancé, and I will show you him, just so you have a face. She was engaged to her fiancé. His name was Sam, Sam Goldberg, and they were together uh, for three years at the time of Ellen's death. Wow. So, yeah. They look so happy together. 
Yeah. So this is, yeah, just laying a little bit of backstory here. Um, the two of them lived together in Philadelphia uh, in an apartment on the sixth floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and our story starts on January 26th, 2011. Okay. Okay. Sam, Ellen's fiance, is going to go to the gym in the evening, the early, af- well, the late afternoon, I guess. Uh, he's going to come up to the apartment that he shares with Ellen and he's going to find her dead on the floor of their apartment. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, so those are the very basic details and the main point of discussion in this case is did Ellen kill herself or was she murdered? Oh, wow. So that's the unsolved okay. part of this. Um, and I guess depending on who you ask, people have very strong opinions on it. Um, yeah. So I am going to walk you through the details of this, and then you go, we'll see what you guys think. Okay. It's, very, it's very controversial because, yeah, it's it's crazy like all the cases okay. I discuss. So <laughs> Elaine's always, I'm always saying to Elaine, like, all right, Elaine, this one is nuts. This one is <laughs> wild. Okay. Are you ready for this? And I say it every single time. That's um, true. And we're going to listen to a 911 call. We're going to listen to everything. Okay. Ooh, oh, okay. All right. So on January 26, 2011, As you know, Ellen was a first grade teacher. She actually left work early that day because a blizzard was hitting Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. Remind me, how old was she? She was 27 years old. Okay. Um, So she leaves work. Um, I guess they dismissed the kids early that day as well because Mm -hmm. of the blizzard that was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, So she leaves work. She fills up her car with gas. Uh, and then she drives home. Um, at 4.50 p.m., Sam, her fiancé, goes to the gym, which was inside their apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And it was on the first floor. So they lived on the sixth floor. The gym is on the, the first floor. Um, and this is confirmed. You know, by- sorry, do you know what he does for a job? He was a television producer for NBC, and later he worked for Gulf.com. Oh. But I could probably dig more into this, but to be honest with you, I'm not sure exactly what he was doing at the time of this. Hmm. Um, yeah. So Sam goes to the gym. Now, when he gets back up to the apartment, uh, he can't get in because the door is locked um, with a swing bar lock. Do you guys know what those are? Like yeah, not I a don't. chain, but like a swing bar lock. I oh think. yeah. Like in a hotel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have on there? Do you know what time he came back up? So he exits the gym at five twenty six PM. Oh. And the, the timeline is going to be very important here, actually. Um, so he went down to the gym at 4.30? 
he went down to the gym at 4.50. He's seen on surveillance. So he's 50. he's at the gym for like half an hour-ish. Okay. There's a great website that I use for my sources here, uh, Gavin Fish. I don't know if you guys have heard for, for heard of him, but... Um, yeah, they talked about him on the prosecutors. <laughs> yeah, the prosecutors was really good. The case... Uh, the episodes they did. I've been really into the prosecutors lately, you guys. Mm-hmm, right. 526, he gets out of the gym and he goes upstairs. He can't get in. He um, finds that the door is locked from the inside. So he starts texting Ellen. And these are the texts that he sends um, over the course of the next half hour. Okay. The first mm-hmm. text says, hello. The second text says, open the door. The second text says, what are you doing? Then he says, I'm getting pissed. Then I, hello again. Then you better have an excuse. Then what the f***? Then ah, A-H-H-H. And then finally, you have no idea. So apparently he also sent her some emails because maybe I'm guessing he thought, if she wasn't by her phone, maybe she was on her computer and that would like get her attention or whatever, mm-hmm. but he can't get in. And obviously he's getting irritated um, mm-hmm. that he can't get in. I saw some records, some sources say that he was also trying to call her, but I couldn't prove, like I couldn't verify that. Um, really the text message are the only things that um, I could find. So mm-hmm. What I want to do for you now is play the 911 call and get your reactions to that. And then we'll go over some more details. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, 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 you know, I, yeah. I, just, I just walked to my apartment. My fiance is on the floor with blood everywhere. What is the address? 
<laughs> She's on her back, so I okay, bring her. Look at her chest and tell me if it's going up and down, up and down. I don't see her moving. Okay, do you know how to do CPR? I don't. Okay, I can tell you what to do, okay, until they get there. I want you to keep her feet. Oh, God. Hello? Yeah, hi, okay. Are you willing to do CPR with me over the phone so they can I, get, I, I have to, right? Okay, so get her flat on her back, bare her chest, okay? You want to rip her shirt off. Okay. Kneel down by her side. Oh, my God. Ellie, please. Listen, listen, you can't freak out, sir, because you Okay, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not Her shirt won't come off. It's a zipper. Rip oh, my God. Off. She stabbed herself. Where? She fell in a knife. Oh, no, her knife's sticking out. Oh, uh, what? There's a knife sticking out of her heart. Oh, she stabbed herself? I, I guess so. I don't know where she fell on it. I don't know. Okay, well, don't touch it. Okay, so, so I, just, I just let her down. You're not. I mean, what do I do? No, I mean, you can't. If the knife is in her chest, it's going to be kind of hard for you to do CPR at this time. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Police, which operator? 277. Is All someone right. coming here? Yes, they are. You said 4601 flat rock, right? Yes. Okay, someone's on the way, and the knife is still inside? Which or what? The knife is still inside of her? Yes, I didn't take it out. Was it her chest or what area? It's, it's in her chest. It's like, it looks like it's, it looks like it's right in her heart. Okay, someone's on the way out there, okay? Just get oh, my God, oh, my God. How old is she? She's 27. 27, and there's no sign of life at all? I've no, no, arm. no, please don't be. What? Been turned to her arm and tell me she responds to pain. She's. Ellie! She's not, she's not. Her arm and her hands are still warm. I don't know if that means. But there's blood everywhere. I mean. I know, but you can't. And the knife is still inside of her. How far? Can you see how far it went in? It looks pretty deep. Okay. It looks three and it's a long knife. Don't touch anything. Yeah, don't touch anything, okay? I'm not touching anything. This is re I can't believe this, though. So wait, it was just you there with her? We, yeah, we're the only ones here. And she ran in the door and you said, latched it shut? No, no, I, I, I went downstairs to work out, and I, when I came back up, the door was latched. Like it was, you know, it wasn't like it was, you know, it was like locked from the inside. And I'm yelling, and I saw it was some well, you know, yelling. Was the house broken and into? No, 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 no. So there's no sign of a break-in? No, no sign of a break-in at all. I mean, there will be when you get here, because I had to break the latch, but to get in. Okay, 4601 Flat Rock, and this is a house, right? It's an apartment. Fire Rock apartment. Okay, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, thank okay. you. Mm -hmm. Bye. So I actually took that 911 call. You can find it um, in a lot of different videos, but the video I used was, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Annie Elise. She's got a great channel for true crime. Uh, it's called Tend to Life. But anyway, shout out to her because I used the clip from her video. So anyway, thoughts before I tell you anything else or remind you of anything else, Amber, but <laughs> thoughts on this. Um. I'll jump in. So he sounded very distressed and convincing. Um, my first thought was, how how did he not realize there was a knife sticking out of her chest until as far into it as he did? Mm -hmm. Until he started trying to get the shirt off and all of a sudden he realized there was a knife sticking out? How does that? And then towards the end of the call, uh, he just... I mean, obviously, it's hard to say how someone should be acting in a situation like that. 
because you don't know how people react under shock. But I feel like um, if I found my fiance with a knife in their chest and they're not breathing and there's blood everywhere and he just seemed very together, which was Mm -hmm. a little odd to me. Yeah. Like when he kept saying, oh, my God, it just sounded kind of calm. Mm hmm. And then, um, like, if I saw somebody, you know, my fiancé or whoever with a knife in their chest, I don't think that the first words out of my mouth would be that, like, she fell on it. I don't think yes. I would that. Um, and then when they said, what? Go ahead. <laughs> well, and then when they're telling him, you know, to do CPR, and he's like, well, I have to, right? It's like, well, why? Yeah. Why are that you? That was odd. Why are you saying it like that? Like, well, I guess you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's just it is odd for him to say she must have fallen on it because in what scenario would anyone ever fall on a knife and it be in their chest? Mm-hmm. Well, the first and, like, thing why. He said- the first thing he said was actually, oh, my God, she stabbed herself. Yeah. And then the operator was like, she stabbed herself. And he said something like, or she fell on it. Yeah. But yes, he yeah. definitely did say that. So. But then the whole time he was describing like how deep it was and things it, during that part of it, he just sounded so calm and, and matter of fact and collected and not like his fiance who he just saw half an hour ago is now dead. Yeah. Right. You guys that was are, very odd. Yeah. You guys are hitting on all the things that other people have found to be strange about this. And so there's some more details about this that are interesting. Um, the craziest of which is they will end up doing an autopsy and I'm going to wait till Elaine finishes taking a sip of her tea. Cause otherwise she's going to spit it out. They found that Ellen. I'm ready. Okay, good. Because you don't want to laugh at this part. So (laughs) the autopsy found that Ellen was actually stabbed 20 times. 20. Two zero. What? Yeah. How do they know this for sure? Because there's like different locations, different stab locations. Yeah, okay. so when they when they took a look at her body, obviously they were able to tell where the knife uh you know, where the knife yeah. went in. And it looks well, like Well, here's my there. next question. How okay. on earth is anyone defending that this was a suicide? There you go. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people, well there's more there's a lot of information, so I will get through it, but a lot of people do not believe it is a suicide. So just to break this down, okay, the 20 stab wounds. This is even crazier. So she was stabbed eight times in the chest, 10 times in the back of her neck, the back of her neck, okay? Oh. Once in her abdomen and once across her uh, across her scalp. God, where do I even go from here, you guys? Well, and they could tell, too, from, like, the stab wounds, I don't know how to say it, like either which hand, like if she would have done it to herself, that like the direction she was kind of going. Yeah. Whoever. 
like they were able to justify it if they had to. Like, it's plausible she could have done it herself based on the way that they are. Well, one of the, like, one of the people that was working on this, like, I guess they theorized that one of the stab wounds to the back of her neck hit the spinal cord, which made her numb. So they theorized that that may have made it so she didn't feel any pain. And so that she could have continued to stab herself. Wow. Um, But I don't know if I buy it, honestly. Right. Yeah, so the one stab wound, I guess, the one by her, either by her scalp, one of them, like, penetrated her cranial cavity, which is uh, your skull, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people had said that that would give her severe, severe pain. So it would be unlikely that she could have, like, done this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, had the, what's the word? Not the energy, but, like, she was able to, like, fight through the pain to keep doing this to herself. Uh-huh. Oh. And there were some other things. So, I'm not going to lie. Um, the boyfriend comes out, or the fiancé comes out real suspicious in this, but there are some things that happen that could lend themselves to suicide. Okay. But let's talk okay. first. Let's talk first about her fiance. He actually made a call to a lawyer before he called 911. Oh yeah. And oh. This, this was his uncle apparently by marriage and he was actually on the scene when emergency responders shows up, okay? Okay. So, yeah. He gets out of the gym at 5.26 p.m. Um, at 6.14 p.m., okay? He calls this guy, his uncle, who's the lawyer. Now, if he's leaving the gym at 5.26 and he says it's like a, he's waiting outside for like a half an hour, yelling her name, trying to call her, whatever... Neighbors did actually say they heard him in the hallway calling for her, but nobody came out. They just overheard him like yelling for her, right? Hmm. Okay. So 526 to 614, that's about a little, a few minutes over 45 minutes. So I guess, yeah. So 614, he calls this guy. At 626, he answers a call from this guy. So I don't know if he missed the call the first time. Or if the guy's calling him back, so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, one important detail I forgot to mention is that before he called 911 and before he entered the apartment, her fiance, Sam, actually went down to the security desk and asked if they could help him get into his apartment because his fiance wasn't answering. Hmm. Like, help him break down the door. And the security guard on duty said, no, we're, we're not really allowed to do that. We're, we can't help you break in, even though you live there. I mean, anyway. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'm going to end up, like, basically they had a talk. And he's, like, was saying, I'm, I'm going to break down the door. And the security guard said something like, you can do whatever you want, but you're going to be liable for the damage that is done. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Sam actually told the police that the security guard was with him on the sixth. There, so there was no surveillance video on the sixth floor. The surveillance was in the lobby by where the gym was, but there's mm-hmm. no surveillance of the actual hallway on each of the floors. But Sam told the police that the security guard was with him at the time that he broke the door down. Oh. But the security guard said, no, he was not because he was the only one on duty at the time. And he, he didn't go up with him. He stayed at the front desk or whatever. Sure. That's an interesting thing to lie about, especially when it could be easily like discounted. Right. Right. Yeah. That is odd. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else. Ellen was pronounced dead at, I believe, 6.40 p.m. Yeah, so she's pronounced dead at 6.40 p.m. They take Sam out in handcuffs at uh, later that evening. There's not a specified time. Apparently on his way out, as he's being escorted out by the police, he's telling the security guard, he's like, tell them I didn't do this. Tell them I didn't do this. Police discovered when they showed up that there was a knife block that was overturned, which they theorized that's where the knife came from. On the mm-hmm. counter was a peeled orange and blueberries in a strainer, as if Ellen was um, washing fruit and stuff and yeah. getting ready to eat it. And then she also had a towel in her left hand, which had no blood on it. Um, but it, oh. and then the, that towel came from the bathroom, not the kitchen, which is just oh. thing. Yeah. That's weird. Some other things to note is that Ellen was not wearing her engagement ring at the time. Now I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Elaine as a, married person do you ever take your ring off like when you're washing veg uh watching washing fruit or because it was actually found in her bedroom and she was in the kitchen um I've taken it off to bake or anything that involves me getting my hands dirty washing fruit no because that's just water it's if I'm like you know mixing something like dough gonna get all caught up in there and then I would put it somewhere safe like in the bedroom I don't want to just set it anywhere but that seems odd I don't yeah I I guess it's possible I don't know why she would have put it all the way in her bedroom just to rinse off some fruit that doesn't make sense yeah and maybe she was just the type of person that I mean, I'm sure everyone's different, but like maybe she was the type of person that didn't wear it all the time. I don't know. Maybe. maybe and honestly, if I take it. Yeah. If I take mine off for whatever reason, I do forget to put it back on for like several weeks until I realize <laughs> that I'm not wearing it. So that's possible. Well, and maybe, maybe she was planning on doing other like cleaning up stuff after you know, if she That's was true. preparing the fruit to eat. Yeah, maybe if she's going to use any cleaners or bleach or anything, she doesn't want it to get on there. Right. So this is a really good post on Reddit, and it's from um, I came, I saw, I concurred. I love these usernames. <laughs> um, 
but they laid out some facts that support murder and some that support suicide too. The first point they make is that suicides rarely involve knives. Like it's very rare for someone to stab themselves, especially women. Women are more likely to go the route of pills or something of that nature. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that said, they're rare, but they do happen. But when they do happen, they're often slashes to the wrist or the throat. Yeah. But Ellen was stabbed in the back of her neck, which imagine yeah. just just imagine doing that to yourself for a second. Like, why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she knew that she could hit that the spinal cord and and that would then result in not having pain. Yeah. Hmm. But it still seems unlikely. The next point is that when the police showed up, Ellen was found sitting on the floor with her head and upper body resting against the kitchen counter, which is not what Sam described on the call. Right. Um, right. He said she was laying flat on her back. And further, if she was laying flat on her back, how did he not notice the knife protruding from her chest? Because they did confirm the knife was she was stabbed through her clothing. I mean, first of all, if you're stabbed under your clothing, a knife like that is still going to protrude out. Yep. Second of all, that doesn't even matter because she was stabbed over her clothing. And if she's laying on her back, I don't know how you don't know that. Yeah. Especially if you're going to try to do CPR because that's... Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So there was evidence that she was moved. Now, look. Oh, he could be completely innocent of this and right. still and still have moved her. Yeah. You know, so it, who knows? So um, when you say like evidence that she was moved, like maybe she was laying flat and then maybe he like propped her back up or. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe he didn't like seeing her flat on her back like that. And he just wanted to sit her up or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said that when the emergency um, medical, what do you call it? Like the like yeah. the EMTs or EMS when they arrived on scene, um, she was seated in the corner of the kitchen, uh, and she had coagul- coagulated blood running horizontally from the nose to the ear, which does oh. suggest. It does suggest she was on her back. Yeah. Yeah. Before she was moved. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He probably moved her. Um, there's a lot of speculation on, from different medical professionals about like which stab killed her. Mm-hmm. Like some people say, well, like there is one neuropathologist that said, that there's one stab wound that he theorized had to have been done after she was already dead. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just up to his expert opinion. I mean, not everyone de- agrees with it. Like it's, it's, it's hard to say after the fact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people say that there's evidence of a manual strangulation that was overlooked, but oh. 
But I mean, I'm not sure exactly what signs they saw that would lead them to believe that. But I mean, they're the experts, so I'm sure they, yeah. Sure. They theorized that maybe the towel that she was holding in her left hand, that it could have been used to clean off evidence, like fingerprints from the knife or something like that. But it's important to note that there was no blood on this knife. On the towel. Yes. Or on the knife. Yeah. Correct. Hmm. Um, we already discussed the weird things about the 911 call. All right. Uh, so there's also the issue of this door, right? Mm-hmm. And this is exactly yeah. the swing bar lock on the door. Okay. And I'm going to read directly from what this poster says on Reddit. I hope that's okay. Okay. This person says, Sam claims that when he returned to the apartment, the door was locked by a swing bar lock. And after about a half hour, he forced his way in. If true, this would be one of the strongest pieces of evidence in favor of the suicide theory. However, no one witnessed Sam break in the door. Sam asked the apartment security guard to help him break in the door, but the security guard refused. Photos show a metal door with a slinging latch above a regular exterior door lock. The latch has minor damage that is inconsistent with someone pushing in the door to get in. If Sam had forced his way in, we would expect at least one of the two latch pieces on either side of the door or the door frame to be completely broken off. It is also not impossible for an individual to latch a door from the outside. There were no cameras in the hallway outside the unit. Okay. I, I do question how someone would latch that from the outside. I guess I could, I could kind of see how you could. That was my question. Is there any actual evidence that it was locked as he said it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it sounds, according to that post, it's unlikely due to the damage. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. What were you going to say, Amber? Oh, I was going to say sometimes too in like uh, the discussion in other groups, sometimes like in hotel rooms, or I don't know if there were, there's were apartments too, but if you kind of like slam that door too, they said that latch could go by itself. That's true. Out that way. That's what I was going to say actually too, Amber. I'm glad you said that <laughs> because um, that's one thing I heard somebody else say about this case is that, if you slam the door just the right way, I you could that thing could latch by itself. And this is just this is the photo of the latch, the kind of latch that it was, which I'll post on Instagram at one four three mysteries. All right, so those are some things that. Oh, one more important thing I forgot to note, and then I'm going to move on to some other things that could lend to the suicide theory. Um, there were some bruises found on Ellen. That were in various states of healing. Oh. Which is never a good sign. No. They could have been, some whoever uh, looked at them determined that they could have been the result of three things. One, Ellen playing sports, contact sports, which she did not do. Two, she mm. could be incredibly clumsy and it could have caused them herself. 
I know personally there's times I've like slammed myself on things and it's like, it leaves the weirdest bruise in a weird place. Yeah. It's like, it looks, it totally looks like, wow, somebody could have done this to me, but I'm just clumsy as, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I have bruises all over that. It's like, I don't even remember knocking into anything. <laughs> right. And yep. Sometimes it can be so weird too. It's like, it's like, it just happens in the weirdest way. And you're like, this is so weird. Um, <laughs> so those are the two, two possibilities, or obviously the more sinister possibility, they could have been like, somebody could have done that to her. But yeah, the important part is that the bruises were in various stages of healing. So they had happened over different times. Sure. Yeah. Which does not look good. Um, given the rest of the like yeah given the rest of the information we have all right so let's talk about some other things like in ellen's leading up to ellen's um death so she had been acting a bit differently as of late oh um her parents say by the way she was an only child so her poor parents have been fighting for her case um, to be reopened. I think they did just reopen the case, but oh, did they? They noted that she seemed she was she just didn't seem herself. She was seeing a psychiatrist actually for anxiety. Okay, which so many of us face anxiety. So I mean, sounds like she was doing something about it, which is great, but. Mm-hmm. She was seeing somebody for anxiety. This person prescribed her several different medication medications, um, but she ended up going back because they weren't working um, until she finally got a dose that was working. I believe it was clonopin and something else. But when she talked to her psychiatrist, she never said anything bad about Sam. All of her, when she would be asked what was stressing her out, she would say work was stressing her out. Now, if you remember, she was a first grade teacher, but Mm -hmm. not to go back to, you know, the old theory that Sam could have done this, but I guess somebody that worked with her, like looked at her lesson plans and looked at all of her schoolwork stuff and that everything was perfect and that her students loved her. And that Mm -hmm. if she was absent for a day that they didn't do as well because they loved her so much, they would like, they always wanted to hug her and. So it sounds like she was a great, like a great teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. But that is one thing that she was struggling with anxiety, but she was, she never said anything bad about Sam to her parents. She never said anything bad about Sam to her psychiatrist, but something was stressing her out. Hmm. She eventually got prescribed a, a medication that worked for her. And so she told, like, I guess she was talking to her mom and was very happy that she finally found something that was working like working for her yeah okay um but that said she did seem a little more withdrawn some people that knew her said as of late instead of just making decisions she would oftentimes say and I want to hear what you guys think about this but she would oftentimes say well let me let me check with Sam let you know like she felt like she needed to run things by him this doesn't Hmm. seem weird to me in itself Um, me personally yeah maybe she consider it yeah like me personally if somebody invites me like out to do something i i might say like let me check with wes 
because I want to know if he's going to come with me, you know, or is this going to yeah. be something yeah. I'm going to go to? So that didn't strike me as weird, but some people did mention that. So, that's or you want to make sure that he didn't already set up plans that yeah. you right. forgot about or you forgot to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is pretty damning um, as far as the suicide theory goes because she did search some things on Google that were pretty disturbing. Okay. Oh. Which is pretty, I mean, that's pretty damning. They took her computer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. they don't have any proof she did this, but they took her computer and they did find that she was searching for things about suicide. Um, she was oh, looking, no. she was looking about different methods and quick and painless ways to commit suicide. But that's really all that they were, they found about this. And I'm trying to find, I don't know that I could find like when this was, but if she was like, there's so many things in this case where it's like, she could have been searching this stuff, but still have been murdered. Right. Yes, that's true. But, and another thing that strikes me about that is if you're going to like search painless ways to kill yourself, stabbing yourself 20 times is not it. Yeah, you're not going to pick stabbing. No. So, yeah, I mean, that's the case of Ellen Greenberg, basically. I hope I didn't leave anything crazy out, but I would love to hear thoughts, theories. Um, I believe they just recently reopened the case because her parents really don't believe she killed herself. Some people think that the medication she was on did this because, you know, with different anxiety medications, they do have side effects. You know, she said it seemed to be working for her, but there's so many, there's just so many weird things in this. And it's just, it really, it's just weird. It's right, um, what did, her, did her parents ever say what they thought of Sam yes, and her relationship? Yeah, so they liked him a lot. They thought, like, at first, he was a really nice guy, um, but they changed their view after this all went down. Okay. Yeah. Her father said on a different podcast, Crime Junkie, anyone? Amber? You don't listen to Crime Junkie? No. Okay. Well, anyway, she told the... So Ellen's father told the host hosts of the podcast... Um, Quote, we know she was abused before the attack. She was being abused. She didn't know how to tell us she was being abused. She didn't know how to ask the right questions to find out if she was being abused. Yeah, and so the they found 10 bruises in various stages of healing. So, um, And were these bruises in areas typical to people who are being abused? Because, you know, like, if you had a bruise, like, on your thigh at table height, it was probably from hitting a table. Right, but, like, with right, the, right. like, fingerprint bruises or, like... Her right arm, her abdomen, and right leg. Okay. I think I... If if you listen to the pro, uh, prosecutor's episode on this case, they did a five-part series on it, Elaine, so you should check that out. <laughs> I will check it out. Yeah, after you. everyone listens to this episode, you should check out the prosecutors, but definitely listen to mine. You're already Start listening. With this one. 
Yeah, you're already <laughs> listening to it if you're hearing me say this. So this is silly. But. Don't stop this before it's done to go listen to the prosecutor. Yeah, phone. wait until this is done. But anyway, <laughs> they did a good they did a good episode about it, and I agree with them. They said, I think that they were some sort of fight happened. Right. Yeah. So the neighbors didn't say they overheard fighting. No, that's a good question. Thank you. They well, did not hear of fighting that I that I found. Sure. And you said that nobody. So when he did, did you say he kicked the door in or like nobody heard? Nobody even heard him like pushing the door or, you know, slamming into the door to try to get it open. I feel like maybe if they couldn't hear that, they wouldn't hear fighting either. That's a great question. The only thing I read was that people heard. Um, they heard him yelling for her to open the door. Sure. But I didn't see anything about specifically. Maybe I didn't like, maybe I missed it, but I didn't see anything specifically about him breaking the door down. Um, so I think if I was locked out of my apartment and my significant other were inside the apartment, I would like knock and yell let me in mm-hmm. and if no one responded within like a few minutes I don't think I'd get pissed I think I'd get worried because I don't have any reason to think that they'd be locking me out so right. like well so he waited thing. for 30 minutes sending her angry texts like did he have a reason to think she intended to lock him out like that would indicate that they were in some sort of fight. That's the or thing, that exactly. it's a, not a very healthy relationship because yeah. even if I was in a fight with my husband, I think he'd still open the door for me. Yeah. Yes. That that is to answer your question or to respond to that. The prosecutor said that too. It's like that shows to me they were in some sort of fight. And like let's say like hypothetically they're in this huge fight and she's f-ing pissed. Like he leaves to go work out mm-hmm. to like cool his head. And then she locks him out because mm-hmm. she's so mad that would. Yeah. So if she was already mad at him and that was something she would do, mm-hmm. that would explain. And like, that's another thing, you know, they could have gotten in a fight and he could be innocent of this. Right. Yeah. And that could be part of the reason she killed herself because she was unhappy with the situation she was in. And she was already suffering from some, some mental issues. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. Did you bring this up though? Um, that I read, I think I read, um, the medical examiner actually ruled it a homicide at first. And then, after discussion, I don't know if it was with law enforcement or whatever, had changed it to suicide. Yes, that's right. I don't know. If I don't think I said that, off. but you're that interesting. Is right. So, in the aftermath, did they do any sort of psych evaluation on Sam? Ooh. Uh, like, that I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I haven't. I nothing heard, that I heard. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of like 
Because they took him out in handcuffs. I think they interrogated him or mm-hmm. questioned him. I I don't think I've heard a lot of from that side of it what they what he said happened or But ultimately they let him go, right? He's free. He's yeah. free. According yep. to the law, it was a suicide. Mm-hmm. Were there no other potential suspects? No, there was no, um, nothing suspicious was seen on surveillance anywhere else. Um, there was nothing stolen. Uh, so, yeah. Ultimately, it just feels like, like I could see some justification for it being a suicide. Um, except that I just can't buy that she stabbed herself 22 times. I can't either. Right. If it was like anything, like if it was a gunshot wound, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, something that just seems so implausible. Even if there were things in her life that would lead her to that decision. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. Right. Yeah. I've heard of people, you know, stabbing themselves, but it's just like once. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Yes. Not. And those, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you you go, please. (laughs) I was just going to say, I remember they said, like, the depths of the stab wounds, too, were kind of, some of them were pretty shallow, I think, and some of them were deeper. Yeah, one of them was, like, 10 centimeters deep, I guess, they said. Yeah. I don't believe she did this to herself. No. I just can't imagine stabbing myself more than once. And even if you were out, there was like a ton of adrenaline, maybe a, like a couple of times. It just, I don't know how someone could be capable of that. And in different locations. And if her intent was suicide, why would she stab herself at all in the back of the neck? Right. Yeah, that seems like a really bizarre location to do this. Yeah. I don't think I can buy that, but it feels like there's not a lot of information on why it would have been the fiance. That's true. Right. But a mm-hmm. lot of people think he was abusive in secret. Yeah. And she was too afraid, which totally makes sense. A lot of times abuse victims are ashamed to admit that to their, even their family or maybe even to herself. She didn't want to admit that. And then back, like they could have had a violent fight. One of them could have called off the wedding, which could Mm -hmm. explain why her ring was in the bedroom. You know, that's true. Yeah. The the, uh, knife block was overturned. Could that be indicative of a struggle of some sort? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think so. If they're grabbing a knife quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. There's just, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Also, do you guys think it's weird that he called his attorney or whatever before 100%. he calls 911? I mean, yeah. look, I get it. You should call an attorney in any circumstance, yeah. but not before 911 if your fiance is dying. You should know. No. The first oh, also, priority. supposedly, he didn't notice the gun in her chest, or sorry, the knife in her chest until halfway through the 911 call. So now we're supposed to think he walked in, saw her body, mm-hmm. called the lawyer, 
while presumably looking at the body, then called 911, still looking at the body and still didn't notice the knife in her chest. And didn't you say too, do you know what time he called 911? Because didn't you say like he called his uncle, his lawyer uncle, and then either he didn't pick up or like they returned his call like minutes later? 6.14 p.m. Remember, he's been locked out now. He he left the gym 45 minutes ago. 6.14 p.m. He calls the attorney. 6.26 p.m. So is that what's that 12 minutes later? Yeah. He answers a call from the attorney. And then he doesn't call 911 until 631. Is it possible he called the lawyer before he kicked the door in? Oh, yes. I think I heard that theory too. Like, thank you for saying that. Somebody (laughs) said maybe he called the lawyer to see like, was it okay for him to do this? Oh, sure. Yes. That could That's be. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there, but there's just, it's, it's crazy. A lot of people think there's no way this is suicide. There's just no way. But, God, there's certain little details that I think where it's like, like the one you just said. That's totally plausible. He could have called his lawyer and been like, the security guard says I can't do this, but I can't, yeah. she's not answering the door and it's my apartment too. Like, can I please do this? And like trying to get advice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's totally reasonable. Yeah. Also, if you know that you killed her, why would you send those texts the way he did? Like his texts were angry. His texts they were, were and they, they felt very realistic. But if you're going to like, if you're, if you already killed someone and you want to make it look like that you are just a concerned person. Wouldn't you make those texts a little bit more like, Hey, (laughs) are you okay? Because that doesn't look, it doesn't look good for him to be saying like, I'm getting really pissed. And, um, you know, like you have no idea you better, you know, stuff like that. It's like, true. So that to me, but I do not, I do not understand how he couldn't have seen the knife. No, no, I, I could see, I could see, like, I would walk in, see the blood, be distracted by that for a few seconds. But as soon as that 911 operator said, you know, is she on her back? Look at her chest. Is she breathing? She specifically said, look at her chest. And he still didn't notice until he actually went up to the body to start doing CPR. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would know this afraid, He could have been afraid to touch her. Yeah. Right. A, lot of, a lot of people said, like, if he was in shock and it was a traumatic situation, like, he could have just, I don't know, like, he could have just, like, maybe he was across the room or something. I don't yeah, know. That's what true. I would do. I didn't want to look too closely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like you said, you know how if he didn't want to see her laying on her back like that, maybe he didn't really want to see her, you know, with blood everywhere too. Um, Like you said, maybe he didn't want to touch her. And maybe that's why he said when they told him to do CPR, maybe that's why he said, you know, I have to or however he said that. Yeah. 
here's an interesting comment from appropriate duty 171 on Reddit. This person says it could have been possible that he didn't see the knife at first because the athletic jacket she was wearing was black or dark and her hair is very dark. And if the knife was straight up out and out, it could have blended in a bit perceptually if you're not wanting to look directly at her. But then they go on to say his whole response is out of whack though. I've seen several traumatic events in my life with family members and even strangers. I helped a complete stranger unconscious in a parking lot, bleeding without a hitch. I ran into the restaurant and yelled, call 911, some blah, 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 someone's bleeding. Anyway, so that's what they say. I guess I could see that. Like, if you're not expecting to see her stabbed and the knife is black and her shirt is black. And I don't know, though, man. I don't know. Well, and I feel like there there could be a possible third option of it wasn't suicide and he didn't kill her, but there was a third person. Yeah, that's true. Who was involved. Mm-hmm. But then you does... have to believe that this person, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I feel like the signs point to a murder, but there's enough um, reasonable doubt for me with in regards to the fiance parts of his behavior are weird but parts of his behavior do seem like he's not necessarily the guilty one right so gavin fish who is the guy that he has a really good website and he covered this case he also said his wife who's really flexible had a really hard time trying to get her hand in the right position Mm. to maneuver and perform uh, the stabs on the back of the neck. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I mean, if you're going to, that just seems like a super odd angle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. No. That's, that's the part that I get stuck on, you know, having them rule it as a suicide is stabbing yourself in the back of the neck so many times. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a tough that doesn't one. make sense. Like, and then you have the whole issue of the bruises in different stages of healing. Like that combined with her anxiety. I don't know. I mean, even if it was an abusive relationship, it doesn't mean that he's a murderer. True. Right. Like, yeah, like I was saying, he could have been abusive and she could have killed him herself. They could have mm-hmm. had a huge fight and she killed herself. Or maybe he did kill her. I mean, I don't know. The, a lot of things could have happened. But they did, I believe, just reopen the case. A lot of people they say those search terms, though. Could have been Sam. There's no proof that Ellen made those searches, but they were on her computer. But then you would have to believe it was premeditated. And if it was right. premeditated, if it was premeditated, would you really stab someone? I like I can understand or like believe it was done in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Because that would explain the 20 stab wounds. But if he were to premeditate this, why would you stab her 20 times? Wouldn't you yeah. just, you know, maybe do it once and. And isn't uh, there like 
what are those like crimes of passion? Aren't those the ones that are like really heated? And so it seems like it's over, you know, either they're stabbed multiple times or. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, either way, it's just, it's a really sad case because she was really, I mean, she was engaged. She was, you know, seemed like a lovely person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether she was struggling, it sounds like she was was definitely struggling mentally. But yeah, there's just some people that don't believe for a second this was a suicide. But then other people, I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth, honestly. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, oh, definitely he did this. And then I'm like, well, actually... I, I don't yeah. know because it could make sense like his his texts outside the door and oh also he was wearing Timberland boots not sneakers when he went to the gym he was wearing boots yeah oh yeah that was one other detail I forgot to mention People use that as like, but I mean, if he was seen leaving the gym, he obviously was in the gym. I mean, right. And some people said, I don't know if they knew it. I don't know if he went down there to like lift weights, but some people in that group, <laughs> um, they said if they're just doing weightlifting or stuff, they'll do it in boots too. They're not going to change into athletic shoes. That's fair. Like their arm. I guess All right, yeah. gonna get scrutinized. everything's going to get scrutinized. Yeah, you know, that's true. Like mm-hmm. even maybe if it's mundane at the time, it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's stuff that I do <laughs> during the day if I went missing or <laughs> look weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the case. I think I covered pretty much everything. Um, yeah, this one is very odd. I'm glad they reopened the case. I'm definitely leaving that it's not a suicide. See, I wasn't either, but then now I'm just thinking about the only thing I'm hung up on, which is pretty, a pretty huge detail is the fact that she was stabbed so many times. Right. I I could excuse the weird 911 call. I could attribute him calling his lawyer to him wanting to knock like see if he could knock the door in Mm -hmm. i could i could excuse all of that away yeah his his texts sound to me like a person like that's me honestly not like like i've there's been a time where i've he once he accidentally like put the chain on just in a he was asleep or something and wasn't thinking and i was locked out and i was i was pissed i don't want to stand out here God damn it. Yeah. Like, if he was sleeping, then you're going to blow up his phone to try to wake him up. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand being irritated at that, like, and not worried in that case, especially if they had a fight. You know, I would be like, God damn it. Stop acting like a child and open the door. Like, yeah. So I, but I cannot wrap my head around her killing herself in that, in that way, especially like this, like what, who's, whose thought is this? Like, I'm not suicidal and I, I'm not like never been in a situation where I wanted to stab myself, but this, I don't think I would go here. I would maybe go like this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
And for the people that are listening, which is all of you, because this is not video, but I'm saying, <laughs> why would you stab yourself in the back of your neck and not like yeah. somewhere more accessible? Yeah. Like, and damn it, that's got to hurt. Yes. Maybe. And you have to use a lot of force to actually penetrate, I would think. Yeah. Well, maybe it was like Elaine said before, where if she did, if that first stab did make it numb and then all the rest of them were just kind of like, well, I don't know if she couldn't feel it and couldn't tell. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe somehow she, she like was able through one of her searches or something that we don't know about was able to like see like learn that fact like maybe that if you hit this nerve or whatever it'll go numb so then she goes for that nerve a a bunch of times oh sure yeah and then she's like okay now that i've gotten it let me keep going i mean it seems absurd just saying it but like yeah i guess if she were to have learned that somewhere if she was searching did you say there was a stab wound in her abdomen too and her chest? Yeah. So mm. I want to say it was like, I had the list somewhere. It was 20 total stab wounds. It's one of these things, like even if they open it up, I, I still don't think they're going to have enough evidence to convict this guy. Right. No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, one thing I remember reading too about like her parents trying to get it reopened but I think it it's based on like the description of the stab wounds is that they think there could have possibly been more than one knife involved. Oh, oh. And like, and then like the other one was nowhere to be found. Yeah. So then oh. it would have had to be some, somebody else. What makes them think that? Um, I think it was the description of them. Like, I don't know the exact quote, but it made it sound like some of them were done by like a serrated knife and maybe some of them weren't. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, that would be, yeah, because then if that knife is not nearby, then obviously she was murdered. Right. She's not going to get rid of the knife. That's what they tried to say. Elaine, remember the case of Oog de la Plaza? He was I do. He was found stabbed three times in his uh, apartment in San Francisco, and there was no knife. There was a clean knife in the sink. And they're like, yeah. oh, he, he killed himself, then he washed the knife, and then... <laughs> it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I shouldn't laugh. That's he killed himself, like, then he washed the knife. Yeah, it's like, oh, that makes... Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was thinking of that case, because I remember I had the same reaction. I was like, who... You're not going to stab yourself more than one time because that's going to hurt a whole lot. I mean, lot. you have to be really dedicated if you're going to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just like, seems so unlikely. She was prescribed all this an- uh, anxiety medication. Why not just down a bottle of that? Yeah. And anxiety medication can be, it can go poorly with some people. Like, what do you mean? From what I've heard. Like, it can make your, it can just, you know, it can just, like, mess with your brain. So you do things 
you act ways that you wouldn't normally. Oh yeah. But I'm, I'm saying like, if she was on this medication, why not just swallow the pills, go to sleep? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're wanting to kill yourself. Yeah. That's pretty strong medication. I'm sure that would work. Right. I I don't know, but anyway. Plus I feel like if, if she did search, you know, painless suicide or however, you know, I feel like stabbing yourself that many times is not the first thought, yeah. my first idea. Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely not painless. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's But I wonder if they tracked like- any of the links that she clicked on to see if any of those links said, first stab yourself in the back of the neck, because that'll make it painless. Like, I wonder yeah, if they that's what took I'm wondering. steps further. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a very sad story. It is very sad. 2011, so she's been dead now for 12 years. Hmm. Sounds like her case is reopened, though. So, I mean, I don't know what good that's going to do. I mean, hopefully Mm -hmm. they can just... I wonder if there's more to the story that we don't know. Maybe If there was a fight or something that they had. Yeah. Maybe it was a fight and she, she still did it to herself. Yeah. Or maybe not. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have any more thoughts on this or do you want to call it an, a day? Um, no, I don't think I have anything else. I don't think I do either. All right. So what's our next case going to be? Am I invited <laughs> on that one too? Yeah, of course. I don't know if I added anything. Oh, yeah, of course you did. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you both. Thank you. Elaine and Amber. I hope you enjoyed yourself this evening. (laughs) I know I did. Yes, that was a good good discussion. Talking about this case. I, I mean, I feel terrible for her family. Yeah. And I hope she gets justice no matter what that looks like. I don't know. But yeah, One minute and 43 seconds is dedicated to my number one fan. Thanks, Dad. I love you and I miss you. This podcast has been approved by Skipper the Cat. Right, Skippy?